Souls. Oh my god. Oh my god. Today, I have to drive around the city, so I thought I'm going to do one of those very special podcasts that I do when I have to drive around the city. What are we going to talk about? I'm going to go this way. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Spider-Man today. Now, I want to talk about Spider-Man. He is, and I mean, it's maybe disputable somewhat, but he is the most popular comic book character of all time. Now, I know he, he trades that with Superman, and potentially at times, Batman. But Spider-Man is, is, the, is he's everything for me. Um, as you all know, I'm, I'm a very big comic nerd. Uh, I've collected Spider-Man uh, in comic book form for far longer than I should be. Um, I've read the entire Stan Lee run, and then uh, all the runs afterwards. I've, I've read Spider-Man at one point. Uh, I've read all the issues, uh, except for maybe Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, and Marvel Team-Up. But I'd read uh, a large number of those as well, and I had a large number of those, but I think at the end of the day, The Amazing Spider-Man comic book, uh, I mean, I have them all in various formats, I've got them in black and white reprints, um, I've got color versions, I've got hardcovers, I've got trade paperbacks, so I've read the whole run uh, a multitude of times, and uh, I, have, uh, I have digital versions as well, I went and bought a digital version of the first 500 issues of Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man, and I have that, those as well. Um, I mean, I've gone back and read that stuff a zillion times. Spider-Man is incredibly important to me, and I think in a lot of ways, um, I know people talk about Superman being, you know, an iconic character, uh, and there's a lot of people that associate with Superman on many levels for many different reasons. The, the fish out of water, uh, alien from another world, trying to fit in, uh, the Clark Kent persona, which is, you know, all elbows and knees, you know. But with Peter Parker, Spider-Man, when he was created, it set a total shift to the landscape. The first Marvel comic that came out under the Marvel comic imprint was Fantastic Four, and that changed the landscape. But Spider-Man did something that really up to that point had not been done before. And it's what made him so relatable and so universal. Um, better than uh, every hero before and, to be honest, every hero after. So what is it that makes him that endearing hero that we all love? He wears a mask. He could be anyone under that mask. There's universality to that. Um, he's also young. He's impressionable. He makes lots of mistakes. He has lots of troubles, lots of hardships. Um, he has a doting aunt, his deceased uncle. He doesn't even know who his parents were. I found out later, but... Um, there's so many things that we can relate to where being awkward teenagers, and I think that's still the endearing a part of him now, is that as we get older, a lot of us would get into comic books in our younger years, and we'd enjoy all the, you know, the web swinging, he's a spider, he's a human spider, and he's crawling on walls, and there's that endearing quality when you're really young that he's just really cool, he's really neat, you know, that whole aspect of it is, it, 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 it's really good, it's, you know, it, it's every, everything, everything's there to draw you in, and then the snappy patter, I mean, you know, the way he talks, and all this, that, that's very fun for a kid to listen to, so they hook you at, at such a young age because he's just so damn cool, <clears throat> he's also very drawable. You don't have to be a good artist to be able to draw Spider-Man's head. You don't have to draw any of the features. There's the two big eyes, um, you know, that, that are so damn expressive. There's everything in there to draw you in as a kid. But here's the key to this character and why I think he's, you know, he, he resonates and, and remains a fixture in people's lives well past their young years. Because as you get into your teenage years, or your, you know, your, as you get older, you're getting out of your, you know, one to ten-year-old range and you're going into your, you know, your teens, your 11 to 20, say. And at that point, you're getting to see all the subtleties of the story. You're seeing uh, someone who is nerdy, who's not really cool, who doesn't really fit in.
like you're a part of that elite club that you know you see these in movies all the time. Usually in these in these uh, rom coms or teen teen movies uh, centered around the, the nerdy girl who suddenly takes her glasses off and dyes her hair and all of a sudden she's the cool girl that everybody likes. You know that doesn't happen. It just doesn't. So for me, Spider Man was. You know it was. I am proud of who I am now. I'm proud of who I've become. I'm very happy that someone's calling me now. Of any kind, it was just mind blowing. I mean, I was excited when the Incredible Hulk TV show came out with Luke Ferrigno and Bill Dix, 
Um, so I mean, when the Spider-Man movie was announced, and I used to read Starlog magazine at the time, um, I mean, there was so many hopes. I mean, there was some stuff that came in between. There was a Punisher movie. There was um, there was a Captain America movie, which never made it to theaters. Um, there was uh, the Incredible Hulk TV show, which branched into movies and introduced characters like Thor and Daredevil. And this is all like, exciting stuff. Spider-Man was the crown jewel, and but at the same time as being the crown jewel, it was also the most difficult to interpret uh, in this medium, like by far. So there was all these hints of, of a movie being made, and you know this director had it, and that director had it, and this writer was writing a script, and there was another script that was dismissed. It was all, and this is pre-internet, and I'm you know I'm still a young guy, like very young guy at that time. And you know you're, you're reading all these magazines talking about it. You're like, well, when's this gonna happen? When's this gonna happen? You know the James Cameron thing was probably as close as it got. Um, there's gonna be Leo DiCaprio, it was Peter Parker, and he was gonna change some of the stuff. And you know I wasn't crazy about them changing stuff. But back then, whenever anyone entered into a, a contract with a comic book company to produce the character, you knew the character wasn't gonna come out the same way. I mean, look at Captain America. That costume was ridiculous uh, in the show from the. 80s. It was just absolutely horrible, but, you know, you took what you could get. You were appreciative that Hollywood was nice enough to open their arms to do a Marvel property, or a DC property, or any property for that matter. It was exciting times. But then, 2002, Spider-Man came out. And everything changed. Spider-Man changed the movie scheme, 2002. Somehow, despite all of the well-intentions to get this movie made well before that time, it just never ended up happening. There was people fighting over the property,
changed it. And I I know for myself, there's a lot of accomplishments I've made since Spider-Man that I can tie directly to Stan. When I read those comics originally, you know, Stan wrote, with Ditko, Ditko's a freaking genius. You know, those comics inspired me for a lifetime. Many of the things I do to this day are directly related to the lessons I learned. Moral, my moral center is not centered around any one religion or anything like that. It's centered around the lessons I learned in those comic books. Is that the moral lesson I'm going to learn from Scarface? Is that the lesson I'm going to take from that movie and carry with me for the rest of my life so I'm a better person? Movies, superhero movies became far better because of Spider-Man. We had higher heights to achieve. Then there was also other movies, you know, movie people that came and made their own films around that time and they didn't quite follow um, the heart and integrity. They were just trying to make a quick buck. That's okay too, because for every good movie, there's a bad movie. I thank Spider-Man for what he did for the industry and how he changed things and how Raimi's vision and, you know, relentlessness. I thank you. Not since Stan and Steve's creation had I been so inspired creatively. Spider-Man came out in 2002. It changed how I do everything. That's called influencing. That's called changing the game. Wow. I got a little impassioned. I didn't think we were going to go down that road. I was going to cover the Spider-Man movies in some sort of detail. But I'm not. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to thank you all for listening. I really appreciate every, each and every one of you following the podcast. Uh, I appreciate every single one of you that listens, that uh, shares with me on Twitter or on Instagram or on Facebook, all those things. Peace, love, and hugs, brothers and sisters. And uh, those that don't go under either one of those names, I love you all. See you on the flip side.